Before we get going, I just want to forewarn you in advance that the following episode will contain strong language. I know it's about cat in the hat, but nonetheless, things get a little bit sweary and angry. Also, during the production of this episode, one of the actors that featured in this film has sadly passed away. So Kelly Preston passed away at the age of 57 on July the 12th, 2020 from breast cancer that she was diagnosed with two years previously. She is survived by her husband, John Travolta, and her three children. All of my thoughts and wishes go out to the family. Hello, greetings and salutations. Welcome to the show that looks back on albums, movies and video games to ask anyone for seconds. I'm your host, Dave. No, no. Sorry, everyone. I can't do this anymore. I refuse to say it. Fine. I'm watching a 2003 version of the cat in the fucking hat. You're happy now. This holiday season... What was that? Universal Pictures, DreamWorks Pictures, and Imagine Entertainment invite you to the ultimate house party. Let's get this party started! <laughs> From Ryan Grazer, the producer of The Grinch. Let's just do this, Dave. Remember, you're happy, you're professional, and full of personality. That's why people listen to the show. Before now, I'd seen half of this. I never thought I'd watch it again, but here we are. Questioning not only my life choices, but also why I'm going to put myself through this for your entertainment. Fuck you, Mike Myers. Time for a context dump. This quote-unquote film is based off of the hugely popular children's classic of the same name, originally written by Dr. Zeus. Following on from their previous adaptation of The Grinch Who Stole Christmas into the year 2000, DreamWorks decided to follow up with The Cat in the Hat. Bo Welch was offered the director's chair by producer Brian Grazer. This would be Welch's directorial debut and his last. Welch is actually more well-known as a production designer and was even nominated for an Academy Award for Best Production Design on The Colour Purple and the original Men in Black movie. You can only assume he was chosen for his unique vision about how Doctor Zeus's world would look in live action. Interestingly, Tim Allen was originally selected for the role of the titular cat. He was said to have been terrified of the book when he was much younger and couldn't wait to play the cat. However, Due to a scheduling conflict with shooting The Santa Claus 2 for Disney, he had to drop out of the role. In March 2002, the role was given to Mike fucking Myers. Oh, the things that could have been. All of the prosthetic effects in the film were designed by Steve Johnson. Johnson is a prolific special effects artist, having previously worked on Ghostbusters, Species, Videodrome and Big Trouble in Little China. His involvement is genuinely interesting and may explain why some of the characters look slightly nightmarish. That's your opinion, Dave. This is the context up. Keep it together, man. Opinions come later. Having a budget of $109 million, it managed to recoup $134 million after its release in November 2003. The film was met with critical derision and was even nominated for eight anti-Oscar awards, the Golden Raspberry Awards, 
It only won one award at the Razzies in its 24th iteration, that being the prize for worst excuse for an actual movie. It probably would have won all of the awards that year, but it faced stiff competition for the Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck starring atrocity, Jiggly. Currently, the shot on the carpet... Sorry, 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 sorry. It's The Cat in the Hat. The Cat in the Hat has a wonderful score of 9% on review aggregator website Rotten Tomatoes. Lisa Kennedy from the Denver Post rated the film 2 out of 4, stating, I do not like this cat in his hat. Susan Walker from Toronto Star gave the film 2 out of 5, stating, The Cat in the Hat goes splat. My personal favourite review is by Steven Snyder from Zertinet Movies, rating the film 1 out of 4, this time offering us some lovely prose. They missed the point, but stole the name. The real question is today, who is to blame? Such is the notoriety of this film that Audrey Geisel, Dot Schuess's widow and in charge of Seuss's estate, would not allow any further adaptations of her husband's work. It took until 2008 for another of Seuss's work to appear on the big screen, albeit in the animated form of the far superior Horton Hears a Who. Right, I've put it off for long enough. It's time to ask anyone for seconds. I've got a feeling I already know what the answer is going to be. Let's join the rewatch now. Can't believe I'm about to watch this. I am absolutely dreading this. Now, like I said in the previous context dump, I've only seen half of this. And the half I saw, I was disgusted by. Because for whatever reason, it decided to make extremely adult jokes in what is effectively a kid's film. That's fine sometimes, because obviously it will go over the head of the little ones. But again, these were extremely adult innuendos. That was that had no right to be in a children's film at all. So this time we are, due, for, due to my own sanity, um, we're actually joined by the podcast cat. So hello. So ironically... Podcast cat is gonna watch the cat in the hat, wasn't he? So far, I'm really digging the intro visual styles because obviously it's copying from the Doctor's Use books and things like that with the cartoons. And now we're into the main the main crux of the film here. That's actually quite an impressive visual. Oh wow, look at the town, it's all multicoloured and things like that. That's that's actually really cool. Now during my reading for the context dump as well, I don't think I mentioned it, I'll mention it now. This was an actual real town that they built on top. And they painted it and they put everything in place. So much so, they, the town liked it so much so that actually they didn't change it again after they, uh, after the, um, production left so if you go to that place where they filmed this film it, it looks exactly the same now which just boggles the mind well I suppose if you've got someone coming in and redoing your town you might as well keep it I've got to say so far not really a lot has happened but I'm absolutely in love with the set production it looks visually striking and interesting like i said earlier 
it kind of matches the feel and aesthetic of Dr. Seuss's original books. Really digging that. Even the uh, the costumes that are on uh, the, the little girl and the little boy. I know the little girl's Dakota Fanning. But um, the, those costumes, they, they, they're amazing. Even kind of, they're all colour-coded along with the house and things like that. I really... Oh, oh no, it's Alec Baldwin. Oh no. He's in a purple suit though, to be fair. He looks good in a purple suit. It's just... Oh, Alec Baldwin. Oh shit. Fucking Mike Myers has turned up in a cat in the hat suit and it's horrifying. I hate it. I hate it. Oh, it's the voice he's doing. I hate it. Oh my god, this is going to be excruciating. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. I fucking hate this film already. Twenty minutes in. No, 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 the cat in the hat has just looked at a photo of the mum gone hamana hamana and it's made a joke, a knob gag because his hat went boing straight in the air and his hat went stiff. I hate it, I hate it. This is a kid's film. Oh my god, now we've got a musical number. Normally I wouldn't mind in a kid's film, you know. But for Cat and the Hat, it just seems like they're trying to... Oh god, hairball joke. Oh. It's gross. Anyway, as I was saying, the... Um, it seems like they're just trying to pad out the film to extend its running time for what is extensively maybe a 30-page book. Not even that. Well then, Podcast Cat, how are you finding the film? Have you got anything to say for yourself? I'm going to be honest, not a lot was said there. It's just a series of, of cheap, really cheap, low bar gags. I think even children would see past this. Uh, it's, it's not big and it, it's not clever. 
you know I'm extremely uncomfortable with all the innuendos I'm extremely uncomfortable with the stereotypes that they're portraying as just oh dear I'll tell you what, podcast cat, you've got the right idea. You want to leave. That's that's fair. I can't argue with that. But that's not funny. Tortured animals. Hepatitis clowns. That's not funny, Mike Myers. Filmmakers, that, that's not funny. Animals can legitimately be tortured for being in the circus to do tricks and such like and i'm joking about hepatitis no that is a serious life altering condition no stupid film i hate this Oh, God. The Guardian in... That's far too adult for a kid's film. It's the Guardian implement a hoe, and I had dirt on it, and he called it a dirty hoe. This is a kid's film. I'm going to guess that the cat hid as a piñata, and they're going to beat the snot out of the cat. Uh, what do you know? And I imagine there's going to be some... Given the way this film is going, I imagine someone's going to smack him in the balls. Let's see how correct my prediction is, shall we? What? So I was correct, the little boy hit him in the balls, and yet you had Lionel Richie's Easy Light Sunday Morning come on, the cat was dressed in a dress on a swing. What? Now the cat's going to hit the kid on the... This film is just really mean-spirited as well, along with being really problematic. Good Lord. I cannot wait for this film to be over. How far are we in now? 47 minutes. Please say we haven't got long left. Please. Oh my God, there's another half an hour. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, I hate it. I hate it so much. Podcast Cat has come back. He must have heard my pleas for help. Have you come to uh, save me from this, this terrible, horrible film? Please say you have. Because this, this film, Podcast Cat, this film is awful. Honestly. I don't blame you for leaving earlier. Just, you know, I can't believe you did that. 
leaving me suffer on this on my own. Well, you have to save yourself. Let's see, playing the cute and cuddly card. That's that's fine. The cat just did. The cat in the film, not podcast cat, just made a joke where it spelled out the word shit, and the kid was about to say that. Oh, I can see why. The Zeus estate said no no more live action films after this. I I honestly can't blame them. This is completely well and away from the the spirit of the book. Honestly. It's like try and appeal to the lowest common denominator, but then on top of that, think, no, do you know what? Let's aim lower. Lower than that. So this section right here with the mother all messes, I've got to say the set design is on point. You know, it's twisted, it's horrible, and it's it's really imaginative. I I really applaud the set design in this film. It's really really cool. I've got to say, there's not a lot else going for it. But it's really cool. Of course, it wouldn't be an early 2000s film if the soundtrack didn't feature Smash Mouth in some variety. I've got to say, there's, some, there's obviously something about Mike Myers in the early 2000s and him starring in films that also happened to feature a Smash Mouth track on the soundtrack. Because obviously, as you all know, if you've seen it, obviously, Shrek has also written it by Smash Mouth. And apparently this has a cover of the Beatles. It's getting better. Done by Smash Mouth. Because reasons. Was, to be fair, it's probably cheaper than licensing the Beatles. That's a really nice shot right there. I've got to admit, as pure and as fucking horrible this film is, it really does have some really dazzling shots. This shot right here of the cat and thing one or thing two, whatever they're fucking called, I don't know, nightmare fuel, walking off into the sunset with the houses and the clearly digital sky, because I remember reading online they... The, the place was so polluted that they had to, you know, digitally fill in the sky. That's a really cool shot, actually. So, it, it, it's over. God, thank fuck for that. Let's, uh, well, um, Podcast Cat, is there anything you want to say for, for your your thoughts and feelings on, on the film you've just experienced? He he's got nothing. He's he's absolutely uh speechless as well. Let's join Dave for his final summation. Well, that was certainly an experience.
I'm kind of left speechless at this film. I've never felt so grubby and unclean after watching a film, let alone a supposedly kids' film. Let's just get the main thing out of the way. This is far too rude and crude for a children's film. There are far too much reliance on innuendo to elicit a response from its audience. The joke about the cat seemingly becoming aroused at a photo of the children's mother is downright disturbing. There is no way a child is going to be able to understand this and cause many awkward conversations as embarrassed parents and carers try to explain why Cat's hat went stiff and his tail erect. There's just no need for it. I've been fortunate enough to have read several Dr. Seuss books and let me tell you, I don't remember the bit where the cat and hat was hit in the balls by a kid with a baseball bat or the part where the cat threatens to murder people. How could this script could have been okayed by the powers that be? It's downright disgusting and perverse. It does not keep with the spirit of the well-loved original book. And honestly, it made me feel sick. Let's talk Mike fucking Myers. I hated his stupid fuzzy fucking face as soon as he appeared on the screen. The film gives him ample time to act like a complete and utter tit through his awful stereotype comedy which just isn't funny. The impression of the redneck was outright cringeworthy, while his other characters came across as downright offensive. His constant cries of, Oh yeah! Honestly infuriated me. It's unneeded. Fuck you, Mike Myers. Give me back my Tim Allen. I honestly think, although he probably wouldn't save it, he could have actually brought something a little bit different to the role. Seriously, fuck you, Mike Myers. It's not all bad though, I promise you. The set design is ridiculously good, as is to be expected given director. The colours are bright and vibrant, leaning perfectly into the Zeus aesthetic. Even the mother of all messes is spectacular. Seriously, it's wonderfully twisted and garish as it should be. Even the costumes are lovely and colourful. It just seems wasted as they're used in such a puerile film. The music, composed by David Newman, yes, Randy's brother, it isn't that bad either. If it's the world of the madness that the children are experiencing, thumbs up for that. Overall, if you couldn't tell already, I fucking detest this film. I loathe it. My hatred is unlimited. I'm sincerely glad that it only ran for an extremely brief 70 minutes. Because, well, fuck this movie. I honestly cannot in good conscience allow anyone to view it. Especially children. I'm glad I didn't pay for it and viewed it on Netflix. I found a copy on DVD for sale on eBay, and even the £2 asking price is too much. Just don't. Please. I mean, save yourself. I've done this so you don't have to, because I'm already dead inside. I never wish to discuss this film again. Thanks so much for listening. If you disagree, keep it to yourself. However, if you do agree, please get in contact with me. We're over on Twitter as at anyone podcast. We're also on Facebook. Just search for us. You'll find us. Longer considerations about why you hate this film can be sent via email anyoneforseconds at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, rate and review on your podcast platform of choice as it helps grow the audience and thus reaching everybody else. This time, I don't know what I'm going to leave you with. It's going to be something from the film. I don't know what. It might be one of the cat's awful musical numbers. I I don't I don't know. Either way, thanks again.
Stay safe. You got this. I know it is wet and the sun is not sunny. But we can have lots of good fun that is funny. It's fun to have fun, but you got to know how. Hebble. I know lots of good tricks, and I'll stop this right now. The fish is talking. This cat should not be here. He should not be about. He should not be here when your mother is out. Come on, kids. You're going to listen to him. He drinks where he pees. (laughs) 